0: And we are back with another episode of the Hockey Princess Podcast. I am your host, the Hockey Princess. Um, those who are new or who have been here for a while, just a reminder to make sure you hit that like and follow on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whichever platform you are using to listen to this podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, you want to be on an episode of the Hockey Princess Podcast, it's a fun time over here. Um, you can send us a message on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or email at the hockey princess at gmail.com. Um I've got a new guest this week, my friend Adam. We are in Halifax, Nova Scotia right now. You want to say hi? Hello. So, we've got a little bit the usual stuff. We'll go through any NHL updates, Blackhawk updates, got a couple of games, couple of three stars to discuss, and then I told Adam that he could talk about whatever he wanted with Canada and hockey, because um, it was going to be different than what we normally talk about on any given week, because he's not going to talk about Connor Bedard nearly as much as I no. am. Um, so a little bit NHL update, got a big, big, giant contract extension out of Buffalo, Rasmus Dallin, eight years, $11 million year which is disgusting money he is now the third highest paid defenseman in the league which is wild um just those big lucrative contracts i always i'm like that's just more money than i could even perceive in a lifetime
1: (laughs) yeah i couldn't imagine making that much money yeah no uh i'm also not good
0: at hockey so uh jamie drysdale finally signed with anaheim that was the big drama throughout the summer and certainly throughout training camp of you know when is drysdale and zegris gonna sign zegris signed last week we talked about it a little bit with crusty old guy loving to give trevor zegris a hard time drysdale's the other one in the other main guy in anaheim he signed uh, for three-year contract, $2.3 million. A Small trade that, you know, our former Chicago Blackhawk, Caleb Jones. Also, if you hear a dog barking in the background, that's Adam's dog, Reinhardt, who's very, very cute, um, but really likes attention. Uh, where was I going? Caleb Jones, who was with the Carolina Hurricanes, then got traded to the Colorado Avalanche. Right before the season was about to start, he is now playing with the Avalanches AHL affiliate, which is the Colorado Eagles. Best of luck. Rock on. Um, Other main one is Tampa Bay Lightning starting goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky, will be expected to be out for at least 8 to 12 weeks with back surgery. Uh, Jonas, Jonas, maybe that's a first name. Uh, Johansson is going to be... Tampa's primary starter, I think. I think that, or they're just going to be splitting the net 50-50. But the big drama that comes with that is Peter Kuchikov is rumored to then go on loan to the Syracuse Crunch, which is Tampa Bay's AHL affiliate, um, because he really doesn't have a home right now. Because, as we've talked about in many episodes, because I find the whole topic to be fascinating, the Chicago Wolves becoming independent, Carolina doesn't have an AHL affiliate, so they've just different pieces are going to be everywhere. Um, so rumored that Kuchikov is going to go to the Syracuse Crunch and goaltend there for a bit, certainly while Vasilevsky is out. And then after that, who really knows? Certainly not me. Um, let's see. Blackhawk stuff. We've got the current injured reserve list going into the season. You've got Colin Blackwell out with a hernia, Philip Kurishev out with his wrist. Um, I know we talked a bit of, a little bit about or a little bit about that last week with crusty old guy. Um, I think he's expected to. Come back a lot sooner than we thought last week, but he's still going to be out for a bit. Wish him all well, because I'm a big, big fan, and I'd really like that Kurashev, Anthony Cio, and Reichel line to come back. Um, Colton Dock is out with ankle issue, Um, expected to go back down to Rockford once he comes back, Uh, as we've talked about throughout the summer. Philp is still going to be out basically for the entire year with an Achilles tendon repair, um, which is why they signed so many veterans to Rockford. One, because Rockford's got a ton of babies right now, and two, because a couple of their veterans were out. Um, The other big one, and it still makes me sad, even a week later, Sam Savoy. But surgery went well. He's still expected to be out for six to eight months with a fractured femur. But... You know, if Nicholas Jamerson can come back from it, I'm confident that he can come back for it. Certainly because he's a lot younger than Jammer was when it happened to Jammer. Um, Outside of the two games that I'm going to talk about in a hot second, prospect-wise, Frank Nazar is putting up de- decent numbers in Michigan. It's really great to see him on the ice because, for those who don't know, he was injured very early on. I don't even think he started the beginning of the season in Michigan. I think he got hurt prior to his first year. Um, So it's great to just see him on the ice. Um, 2023 draft pick Roman Kansaroff is doing well in the KHL right now. Um, And then Oliver Moore, who's at Minnesota with other draft picks, Sam Renzel, looks fantastic. Also a reminder that the Rockford Icehawks opener is going to be October twelfth, same as the Blackhawks, which makes absolutely no sense. But also, just a reminder that's when you need to start paying attention to the Rockford IceHogs. The two we've got two games that I watched on the last pre home preseason game on the fifth against Minnesota. A couple of notes about it. Um, power play looked better. Still not great, but you know, it's going to be like three to four years before that power play looks remotely solid, consistent, anything. Um, but it's definitely better than last year. Penalty kill, kill looked great. Um, which doesn't surprise me because you have all the decent veterans on the team in the, or pe- er, on for the penalty kill. So I'm not surprised by that. Yes, Ryan. Hart. See, yeah, you're going to hear barking. um, I thought Ar- Arvid Soderblom was in net. Thought he looked fantastic. He already looks leaps and bounds better than he did last year. Way more confident. Like I've said before, he's going to be Mrazek's backup. And then once Mrazek gets hurt, he will be the starter. It's not an if, folks. It's a when. It will happen. Um, I thought Kaiser looked okay. A bit overwhelmed. Um Definitely thought other defensemen looked a lot more solid. But, you know, maybe I'm giving him the first bit of the season just to get his footing. Um, But I definitely would like to see Isaac Phillips a lot more. Because I think he's definitely got a bit more stability. Which is fine. But Kaiser's also a baby. It's okay. Um... My next note is I don't understand why Isaac Phillips didn't play. That's just going to be a consistent note for the season. Um, Because as we found out later, Isaac Phillips was the odd man out defensively and ended up getting sent back to Rockford. Hopefully he'll be the first person to get brought up when there's an injury. Fingers crossed. um, Because big, big fan. thought the first 20 minutes looked absolutely god-awful. Slow. Just... It was bad, it was really bad. um I thought physically we looked great, though, especially with the last half of the game. Um, that's kind of pretty much it. We ended up losing in the shootout, which is fine because one, it was still preseason, and two, when you lose in the shootout, you still get a point, and I really can't you can't get too mad about it because there's nothing else that you can control at that point in time. Uh, Three stars for that game for me. Third is going to go to Reese Johnson because he was lighting everybody up physically, and I love to see it. Two goes to Taylor Hall just because overall, presence-wise, he was just everywhere he needed to be. And I really appreciate that when you have so many babies that look so overwhelmed and they don't know what to do all the time. I love the veterans that are just there. They just are there where they need to be and make things work. Uh, first star is going to go to Arvid Soderblom because even though they lost in shootout, he still played absolutely out of his mind, just in general and compared to his last year performance between Chicago and Rockford. Then we have the game from last night, first game of the regular season against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I am currently... In Sidney Crosby's hometown, and for those who don't know, I'm not the biggest fan of Sidney Crosby because I went to college in Pittsburgh when they won back-to-back cups, and so it makes me a little bit bitter about the city. Um, I thought first 20 minutes were incredibly slow. Once again, penalty kill looks good. They need to stop constantly looking for Bedard on the ice because you guess what? Where Bedard is, there's four of the away player or the opposing players. Just he he'll get his first goal eventually. It just needs to happen naturally. Stop trying to push it. I think they looked They weren't initiating really anything. It was just kind of reactive to what Pittsburgh was doing, especially in the beginning of the game. Uh, You can definitely see the maturity difference between all of the veterans on Pittsburgh and then all of the babies that Chicago has. Um, I thought Vlasic looked strong. I think Core looked okay, definitely better than I expected, but I'm going to be real. The was not that high with Kevin Kraczynski going into this season. Um, and I thought Kaiser looked completely overwhelmed. <sighs> I like that Connor Bedard's already talking to the refs for penalties. He's already in the ref circle. Um, love to see it. Let's see. I thought Morazic played out of his mind. I was like, where was this Peter Morazic last year? One, he was hurt, and two, two, just what why couldn't we have this last year? Uh, three stars for the Pittsburgh game. Third is going to go to Cole Gutman. One, because he had a goal in the game. And two, because nobody really talks about him, mainly because he was in Rockford. Um, but he's a solid dude. He's going to be a part of the rebuild. And I'm I'm here for him. He's he's a solid dude. Look out for number seventy. Uh, second star of the game is going to Peter Mrazek because I I did not see him play that well at all last season compared to last night's game. Uh, and number one going to Bedard. You know you're it's your first NHL game. You're up against your childhood idol. They have you mic'd up. So you can't, so you have to watch everything that you're saying for the full 60 minutes. You're getting thrown around like a rag doll because every veteran wants to take their first punch at you. Thought he did great. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, do I have anything? That was just really fast because I wanted to get to whatever Adam wanted to talk <laughs> about.
1: Um.
0: Yep, yep, yep. All right. What are we talking about?
1: Cool. Well, first, thanks for having me on the show. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> uh, figured I'd take a chance to talk about the CHL. So, for those who don't know, it's the uh, Canadian Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the, the top-level uh, hockey league in Canada, aside from the NHL. Uh, and while the name is familiar, it's not really the same type of league as you have with the AHL. Where that's more of a professional level, the, uh, the CHL is a major junior, so players between 15 20 years old. So you get kids coming out of high school, and they're either going on to college or on to the NHL slash AHL uh, for, for those superstars. So I guess for some context, um, Halifax has a team in this league, the uh, Halifax Mooseheads. And they're part of the Quebec Major Junior League, which is one of the three constituent leagues that make up the CHL. The other ones being uh, the Ontario Hockey League and the Western Hockey League. Now, despite its name as the Canadian Hockey League, we do also have a few American teams. Uh, now, I'm not familiar with all of them, but um, it's a... Seattle's
0: one of them. Yep,
1: Seattle um Erie Otters yes. and Saginaw has one. Yeah, wondering. I think there's one other one in the Western
0: Hockey League. Uh Portland Winter Hawks. There you
1: go. Yeah. Perfect. So, it's a 60 team league. Um the Quebec Major Junior League has 18 teams. The Western Hockey League has 22 and the Ontario League has 20. So, um course there's always playoffs to think about. Um so each of their each of these constituent leagues has their own sort of playoff bracket and whatnot, crowning their own champions, and each of these and a host team will go on to play what's called the Memorial Cup. Now this is the top level award you could call it our Stanley Cup. And uh, it's a you know best of three series I believe. So. Uh, between those four teams so if you you can end up in a situation where a team that maybe is last in the league could win the memorial cup just because they're the host but that de- generally doesn't happen because <laughs> you end up with some pretty stacked teams coming up so uh, next year's tournament is actually interesting because it'll be uh, sorry I should say this year coming up but 2024 memorial cup will actually be in the US which is a bit funny to say for uh for the CHL.
0: Yeah, that's that's a little weird. I mean, I'm going to make the three-hour drive and yeah. go, because why not?
1: If you can, it's good. But, <sighs> um, so it's, it'll be hosted by uh, Saginaw, which is, you know. it's
0: me- a, uh, It's right, so if you've got the glove of Michigan, it's right where your, like, pointer finger and your thumb are. In the, right.
1: the glove. Yep. Yeah. So this will be the first time since the late 90s, I believe, that it was hosted in the U.S. Dang. So, It not doesn't really make I'd...
0: sense for them to host in the U.S.
1: But... No, nope, but it rotates around the league. So theoretically, everybody can have a chance to host it, which, uh, you know, with like all these hockey tournaments, bringing in the tourist bucks is, is good for these towns. So, yeah. So I'm for it. Anyway, um, so the, the CHL formed in the 70s as sort of a competitor to other leagues that existed at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the driving forces behind it were to try to get sort of equal contracts amongst the players and to try to push for more equal compensation. Now, unlike other leagues, say the NHL, the CHL or sorry, the AHL, or the ECHL. Um, players aren't necessarily financially compensated because most of them are still minors, but it's, it's more or less getting their university tuition paid for. It's helping them get their education, um, which it, it does seem a bit odd, but these kids are coming out of high school. I know, for example, when I was growing up, there were kids at my high school who played for uh, the Saint John Sea Dogs, another team in the Q League, and you know they'd come to class for, you know maybe the first few weeks of school, and then they're off, of course traveling Dang. most of the week. Yeah, um, as you can imagine, uh, being followers of the NHL, you have to travel a lot between games. Uh, so there are some teams up in pretty remote areas of Quebec that you might be playing at one week, and next week you're. Uh, in Prince Edward Island or in Halifax. So lots cool, of yeah. bus travel. So they have, uh, some kind of special school programs to help them complete their education. So with that, um, looking forward to the, uh, the season's getting underway here for, for Halifax, the local, uh, Q league team. I've had the opportunity to see a, a number of games there, um,
0: how did Halifax do last
1: season? Uh, they were runners up for uh, for the Q League championship, lost nice. to uh, the Quebec Ramparts, who actually went on to win the Memorial Cup. So, in good company. Yeah, but it was really they good.
0: were really fun to watch. Yeah, as much as I don't like it because they beat out Gatineau,
1: they were fun to watch. Yeah, Q League hockey is not quite at the same level as as the NHL, but the teams have the whole basically the whole community behind them yeah the games are always packed you know there's always a crowd it's bumping so we uh friends of ours always always like to be dragged out to the games when i when i bring it up yeah but last year uh halifax was pretty dominant between them and quebec were the two top teams for pretty well the whole season so looking forward to uh to that continuing Another hopefully dominant but, uh, season you end up in, in swings in this league where where the players are kind of, you know, the age gap makes a big difference when you're 15 to 20. Oh, yeah. Right? You have kids that are maybe 140 pounds, hardly can grow a whisker, and then you have guys that are basically ready to be in the NHL. You have the Connor Bedards, the Sidney Crosby's, those kind of guys coming out of these leagues. Mm-hmm. So the skill difference is it can be quite large, but it really gives a chance for those players to shine, which can make some really exciting hockey. So we'll we'll see how how they do. We'll uh, we'll be rooting for them. I've got my gear. Don't have a jersey yet, but I'm sure we're be working on this it. Season, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's that's kind of a, a quick. Well, Overview I think they the go local. through
0: swings, too. Or at least, like, for Gatina, I yes. was watching. I mean, because they were fairly... Not as great as the Halifax or the Rumparts. But they're, you, I feel like you definitely go through swings where it's like you've got... If you have the decent core group, and then once they age out, you That's really it. don't yeah. have a ton left. Exactly. Like, I think Gatna's about to do that because... and Well, I mean, Savoie's hurt, but they've got... Zach Dean is basically going to be with St. Louis... Leno is out almost and there's one more that I think is or no their other big one got traded so I'm like they're about to just age out. Yes
1: that that you just reminded me of where I was going with the 15 to 20 year old thing where like you said if you have a core group of players that play for your team for a couple years well you can only have I think it's three players that are 20 Mm. so your core group can age out pretty fast so you might have a decent team for 2 years those guys get up into that you know last senior year in the league they're now the big guys on the ice they're physically stronger than a lot of their opponents and that can really allow you to have a dominant season mm-hmm. but then of course those guys will move on they'll either get drafted or they'll age out of the league and now you're left with your prospects maybe they still need some more development and your your team performance falls off but it uh,
0: I'm curious because, like, they're all children, basically. For, and I'm just using Savoy in an instance because he's the only one that I know, like, the history of where he's from. Where's the town that we're going to tomorrow?
1: It's London.
0: That, I can't pronounce it to save my life, but he plays out in Gatineau. Yes. And you said that they're not, like, financially compensated, but are they, like, compensated in the sense where they've, like will have some sort of living situation right. yep. if they play in a city that isn't remotely close to yeah. where so they're from.
1: You, you end up in a situation where you're assigned to a family. So you basically okay. become like an adopted son for a while. You live in the family home with some. Oh, you
0: know. Kaner Caner did that.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So whether it's families of kids who are playing in the league or formerly played in the league, but it uh, can help you have a sense of community. And so that you know, these kids that are maybe on their own for the first time aren't just thrown into it
0: in an apartment, in, yeah. the, in a city yeah. that they don't know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, especially if if uh, you know you're from different parts of Canada or North America, you move to Quebec, for example, it might be difficult for you in some of these smaller communities if you don't speak French. Right. However, that's a great opportunity for them to learn. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's a good point to mention. It's not like. You know, they set them up with a house and, okay, away you go. Right. They, uh, they'll they make arrangements with the uh, local host families, kind of like an exchange student situation. Good well, I know
0: the NHL do, does that a decent amount, too. Where, at least for, like, players that then got traded, where it's like, hey, my rent is paid to the end of the year. Let's just swap apartments. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And something else that's interesting... Um, the three leagues in Canada have basically exclusive jurisdiction to draft players in their area. So, you're not necessarily going to have a player from Atlantic Canada getting drafted to play out in Vancouver or in Calgary okay. or Western Canada. Right. They'll be more sent they'll be more, you know, sort of close to home. Now, where that gets interesting is the Western Hockey League can draft American players basically wow. anywhere west of the Mississippi uh, excuse me Mississippi really yeah so like Washington all the way you know Holy. so basically half the continent and that then, doesn't
0: seem fair
1: no it doesn't but but is so, there
0: like Canadian jurisdiction there is as well yep yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. so they have like Canada or sorry um, British Columbia obviously. British Columbia Alberta Saskatchewan Manitoba and then the territories as well Which is interesting because that leaves basically for Ontario, um, well, Ontario, to be fair, is the most populous province in Canada, and then basically south of there in the US, then Atlantic, excuse me, the Q&JHL drafts out of Quebec, the Atlantic provinces, and New England. All right. So, you have some pretty diverse sort of crowds there, but... uh, it helps sort of keep players a little more local. Um, now, mind you, if I was getting drafted out of, you know, Washington State to go play in Calgary or wherever, that would be uh, a pretty big change regardless.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: As someone who's lived around a few different places, it can be quite the culture shock <laughs> coming from Atlantic Canada to uh, to live in the big city.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. That's wild.
1: Yeah. But uh, you know, for for, for, what, it, for the, what the league is, you end up developing some of you know the NHL's greatest stars. So Sidney Crosby played in the Q League, Martin Brodeur. Um, Kaner. Kaner, yep. Nate McKinnon. Wayne Gretzky also played in the CHL. Mind you, that was many years ago. Right. <laughs> Not necessarily in the current form. But really, any Canadian player of any substance comes out of the Q. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have them going straight into Division One, you know, NCAA or wherever. Right. But it's it's I think it's something like six or seven percent of the players who play in the CHL will get drafted. So, it's not a huge number, but every team will have a couple that end up going on to having careers in in the right. NHL.
0: That makes sense.
1: I actually had a cousin who played. Uh, for the Moncton Wildcats, so Heck yeah. now he didn't end up going into the NHL, but
0: it it's still cool. That,
1: yeah, he could have. Yeah. So that's I guess that's kind of a an overview of uh, of the CHL, a little bit of a, a teaser into that. I know Angela's kind of picked up the uh, the Q League a little bit following Savoie, so uh, thought the, thought, thought the listeners might want to have some context for her ramblings.
0: Yes, because really all I understand is there's the WHL, the OHL, and the Q. Um, and that is it. And the Q is the fun one because the broadcasters talk in French.
1: That's a whole other level.
0: It, yeah. Could not understand one bit whatsoever, but it's really fun when they get excited about goals.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, watching the Montreal Canadiens broadcaster get the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So while while uh, the Blackhawks had their opener last night, the the Canadians will have theirs tonight, playing their historic rival, the Toronto Maple Leafs.
0: Boo. Yeah,
1: Reinhardt also disagrees. The disagrees there. So we'll uh, hopefully. It's not that
0: I hate Toronto. I would just much <laughs> rather watch Montreal Absolutely. win, but it's just because I like them a little bit. Yeah. More. they got Kirby Doc. So
1: yeah, a little bit of a connection there. I mean, two teams. They're good in my book, but uh, we're hoping to have a better season than we've had for the last couple of years. It's been, it's been. Thinking rough you're
0: getting a win out of this?
1: A win tonight? Mm, not so sure.
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, I wasn't sure about last night.
1: Yeah, we in Pittsburgh. A, we got a surprise there too. Yeah, but
0: uh, I saw a tweet that was like, "No wonder the Pittsburgh Penguins fell asleep in the third period because a third of that roster are AARP eligible." I'm like, that was, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's they have I think they're the only team that has an average age over thirty, the Penguins.
0: Lightning's gotta be close. They're
1: I think they're pretty close, yeah. But when your core group have played together what, nineteen seasons? Yeah, that's in insane. Line,
0: yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah, but also I, good for them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. But uh the Canadians certainly don't have that kind of group. We're uh, I would say we're in a rebuild. I don't know if it's been officially called that.
0: I feel but, like it's been a rebuild for a hot, no, no.
1: I mean, hey, we we made it to the conference finals a couple of years ago. So, or sorry, to the Stanley Cup final a couple years ago. I don't know. If you could call that a rebuild. <laughs> that was just unexpected. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm still riding the high of them <laughs> in Toronto in the playoffs. No one expected it, but I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, our our future stars are are start- proving themselves.
0: All right, then I got for as a Canadiens fan, I have a very important question. What's your stance on Corey Perry? Because <laughs> well, we talked about he, him a he, little bit, yes, and crusty he, old guy can't do him. I've forgiven him a smidge because he likes to go after yeah the guys that hit Bedard, but yeah. What's I your mean, What's your feeling on Corey Perry? Because for I those know. who don't know, Corey Perry <laughs> used to play for the Montreal Canadiens.
1: Did. He did. I don't necessarily feel bad that he's no longer on the Canadiens, <laughs> but he did help us a lot in that playoff run. So... Wow. Just a big presence on the blue line, right? Our team is not known for being the most physical. Nah, right? you like... Can you, my Montreal
0: yeah. likes itty-bitty guys.
1: Yeah. It's... Uh, so, we needed the size, and, you know, having, having veteran presence as well is always good, like you have mentioned. Now... Our team is is sort of lack for veterans. And uh Yeah, it's you know, if bad our, when our,
0: Caulfield's your veteran presence.
1: I mean <laughs> he didn't even play a full season hey, yet. It's okay. So we'll see hopefully. He's, he's just
0: build is. he's building up the anticipation of what he could do. Well this I, yeah, there was
1: also no point to him rushing back from injury with the team being as bad as it was. Oh no, no no no. So you know, I'm I'm fine with, with uh you know, with him coming back, if he takes it slow, that's fine, too. We're not expecting big things this year. But uh, when your captain is, is Nick Suzuki, who is by no means a veteran, <laughs> then uh, you're, you're showing for sure that you're building for the future. And from what we've seen so far last year. and
0: you've got a decent amount of prospects in the pipeline. We do. To yeah. come up yeah. within the next couple of years. Same with the Hawks.
1: Yeah, so by the time we get sort of Nick Suzuki and, and Caulfield sort of settled in, Get those guys chemistry going. Develop some of those other prospects. Hopefully, find a good goalie. Maybe in the next, you know, three years or so, we might next be. draft.
0: That's where you guys are going. <laughs> you we, guys can have Peter Mrazek next. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, when when Carey Price left, it really showed that the team had some holes. Yeah. Now we seem to have some offense now, with some of these new guys that are on the team, but we. Were Lacking a little bit in, in top tier goaltending. Yeah. Right. Montembeau, Jake Allen, no. They're not bad goalies by any means.
0: But you need a
1: Yeah. A goalie. Need, or at you. least
0: somebody that you can see in the pipeline. Like at least for yeah. us, we know like Morazic isn't gonna be the goaltender forever. Thank God. That is going to be expected fingers crossed, Bloom and Cameo.
1: Yeah, so right now there's not, so far as I'm aware, a a defined number one.
0: What's Montreal's so, affiliate? Laval Rocket. Yes, I remember
1: that. Yeah, I mean, it's basically his downstream, right? So.
0: Yeah, the guy yelling on TikTok. For those who haven't seen the guy yelling outside of the Bell Center about Pinard, he's he's a funny dude. I get entertained by him. Um, I don't know what he's saying half the time because it's in French. Um but yeah, you guys have some. You've got you've got prospects, ish. I mean, I'm excited to see Lane Hudson once he makes it. Yeah, to the I
1: mean, I don't think that there's been more hope than there is now for the future of the team. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we're starting from pretty low, so it's hard to get worse. But Welcome to the club of that. You have, well, you have the darts, so things are going to get
0: better. Right, but we're still. Not great. Yeah, I
1: mean, I think projections have us maybe 14th or 13th in the East, so still a fair ways away from having a shot. I mean, maybe not, not last. No, maybe not last. I
0: wonder who would be last in the East. Columbus.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, hopefully, hopefully that game goes well. I mean, if not, the Chirps will be coming. Oh, yeah. So.
0: Well, I think... I mean, Montreal has, there's definite serious potential, because like you said, I mean, Suzuki's your guys' captain, and he's a baby. But you figure by the time the, the true, true babies make it, all of your guys who are younger now will have, be more of that leadership role. Yeah. So they've grown into, they'll have actually grown into the leadership position, which is what drives me nuts about Toronto, is because they gave the freaking captain to babies, and then, but there was nobody else to, like, help them. Whereas I feel like at the beginning of Caulfield and Suzuki, you at least had, like, a couple of guys that they could be like, ah, yes.
1: Yeah, and... and-
0: I forget who was on the team when Caulfield and Suzuki like came in.
1: Yeah, I mean the seasons have all just been so traumatic. I've just wiped them all from my memory. <laughs> it's the only way I can sleep at night. But in in comparison to Toronto, where you have guys asking ten plus million dollar salaries, you had Suzuki and Caulfield take under eight million long term deals. Better for the team. Yeah. Mind you, I don't know what you're gonna do with that money either you know yeah. that's still an absurd amount of money to be paid for anything but the market in Toronto the market in Montreal can definitely justify having players ask for a salary
0: but also speaking of Toronto we'll go we'll ask you the famous question that everyone's been <laughs> asked over the summer out of the main four who do you how do you how do you fix Toronto
1: Ah, jeez. I'm not qualified, man. I don't want them them to be fixed.
0: (laughs) No, but, like, you're, you know, you're the GM of Toronto. Clearly
1: it's Uh, not working. No, it's not. Ah, jeez.
0: I mean... Do you dump Nylander? Do you split up Marner and Matthews?
1: I think Marner and Matthews are the ones you keep. Okay. Do I have a justification as for Why? Not really. You don't need a justification. you spitballing here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't have offered any of them more than, like, 9500000 mm-hmm. Players asking for that much seems too much to me. But, you know, if you save some money that way, maybe you can pick up some decent second, third-line guys that'll score some goals for you in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm not trying to throw any shade or anything, but, you know... <laughs> My team to... won't even make the playoffs, so I can't say too much.
0: Sure you can. Sure you can. <laughs> we sh- we throw shade here. Because we've got, like, I mean, obviously the Blackhawks are the number one for the Hockey Princess podcast, but we definitely have some favorites <laughs> of the ones that are going to be more consistent
1: in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the other thing... So Nylander, yeah, he's alright, obviously. He's maybe not played the best since he's been in Toronto. hmm Of course, he's got some competition for ice time and... and, uh... and all that, but... for them to sign, uh...
0: I'm curious as to the reason why O'Reilly walked. Yeah. Because, one, you're playing in a huge market, and, two, I'm 99% sure... He's a hometown boy in Toronto. You leave your... Yeah, there had to tricky. have been a thing.
1: It's tricky, but I can also see, like, Toronto had a number of star players already. If you want to be the guy...
0: Well, he was the guy.
1: I know, but... Ryan
0: O'Reilly is the reason they made it to the second round.
1: Yes, but you know, <laughs> if you want to be the franchise the player, you're not going to be able to do that in Toronto. No. Not with the way it's set up right now. Right. You know, like, Montreal's got their Nick Suzuki's in, in Caulfield. Chicago's got Bedard now obviously Crosby with the with the Penguins for the last you know nearly my two, entire life only two decades so so you know if you want to be the franchise player you have to find find somewhere else and it could have been that or maybe he's had beef with a coach obviously we've seen that uh, yeah over the summer there's uh there's been
0: a lot of beef been, up in Toronto yeah
1: a lot of beef not just in Toronto but Calgary and in other places in the league, so it could have been something as simple as that, or...
0: And Chicago had beef. Chicago. I mean, not coaching-wise, but...
1: Chicago had some beef, yes. There was
0: beef with Katie.
1: Yeah. So it could be that he was just looking for a change of scenery, too. Yeah. You know, trying to prove himself, maybe, elsewhere, justify getting paid a higher salary.
0: He just really likes the
1: Central. Could be. Maybe he doesn't like Toronto Winners.
0: <laughs> he says, I really just like playing against the Blackhawks. Yeah. Ugh, which is so frustrating. Because he's so good. He's so good. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But yeah. It'll be interesting for Montreal. I have more hope this year than oh, same. last year. Same, yeah. But that also just does... I, that doesn't say a ton. I have more hope for my team this year. Though I will say... I'm already seeing the progress with the Blackhawks because there was, we had 17 shots on goal for the first period, I believe. It's and for impressive. our home opener against Colorado last year, we had 17 for the entire game. Well, so well, we're already getting better, folks. Yeah. Granted, we started very much like
1: yeah.
0: in the dirt,
1: yeah.
0: but we're getting better. Cup in three
1: years. No comment. (laughs) I would be happy for you if that were to (laughs)
0: happen. Be happy for Bedard. Yeah, for Bedard too. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, but I I see potential for Montreal. Yeah, I certainly just want them the chaotic way of for them to be better than Ottawa this season, just so I could say that I was right. Yeah, because everybody. Was flooding my DM saying that I was wrong in my predictions. And I'm like, listen, it's my show. I can have whatever prediction yeah. I want. I
1: mean, the guys in my fantasy league were all saying, Yeah, it's Ottawa's year last year, they're gonna bust through. But well, they're not no, you want to
0: talk about no goaltending. Yeah, none that, that paid out for them. Absolutely none. Yeah. All right. You have anything
1: else? I have many other thoughts, but... I just, we'll leave it <laughs> many there.
0: other yeah. thoughts. Fair enough, fair enough. Alright, just as a reminder, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, need anything explained from this session, um, or if you want to hear more from Adam in podcasts to come, because we can make that work, uh, send us a message, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or email at princess at gmail.com, or if you want to be on an episode, or if you need to Correct me or Adam with anything that we've said today. Um, Make sure to like and follow on either Spotify or Apple Podcast. Also, let us know what you thought of Crusty Old Guy's uh, game playlist from last week. It was dropped, I thought, 12 out of 10. I'll make you listen to it on the drive to the game tomorrow. Um, It's 12 out of 10. Big, big fan. Otherwise, that is all, and I will probably join you with uh, crusty old guy next week just cuz it's been a hot minute all right um bye